0: This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today's topic is New Year, New Goals. So, 2017 is right around the corner. And this is a great time to start thinking about what your financial goals are for next year. With me today, I have Kelsey Banke. Welcome, Kelsey. Hello, Mary. So one of the uh, people on our team, Amy McFarlane, had uh, joked with us last week on the show about how um, from movies we hear great things that tie into our show. And one of the things she talked about was the sound of music, the song of... <laughs> 16 going on 17. (laughs) Pretty appropriate for this show. We're ending 2016 and on to 2017. such a great movie (laughs) oh it definitely was all right so let's talk about new year new goals and here's the thing is that um new year's resolutions are on everybody's mind right now and um i love new year's resolutions i'm a goal setter i love new year's resolutions and i of course am like many other people that they last for a while I'm well aware they're probably only going to last for a while, but um, I still like to make them. And I was doing some research on um, the top ten resolutions for the new year that people set because I was pretty sure that financial ones are are in that mix, and I was right. So um, the here's the top ten New Year's resolutions. Um, that I found out there. The number one, of course, is to lose weight. So that's always on my resolution list, as I'm sure a lot of people are. Number two resolution is getting organized, which I thought was really a good one. I know I definitely have some places at home that I'd like to get organized. What about you, Kelsey?
1: Oh, Mary, I've been organizing for my whole life. (laughs)
0: But until I get it, machine. I
1: am. Until I get it perfect, I just have to keep organizing it until I find that way. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the third most common New Year's resolution is spend less, save more. So here we have the uh, financial one that I was looking for. So it's in the top three, and I so I thought that definitely deserved a show about um, what kind of financial resolutions people might set. Um, Now, I do think that some of these others were kind of fun on here, so I'm just going to share them since we're talking about New Year's resolutions, which are generally always about bettering your life, right? So number five is getting fit, which I know I've made that New Year's resolution many times. I think they say that the most gym memberships are sold in January of any other month in the year. Oh, I'd believe it. That's when I bought mine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Number seven is quit smoking which I think is great, Um, but this is my favorite one. The number nine New Year's resolution that people make is to fall in love. (laughs) <laughs> if you have already fallen in love, then maybe yours is to stay in love. <laughs> but all right, so let's go back to the finances on this because that is what we're all about. And so new year, new goals. Um, let's talk about um, a few different New Year's resolutions that might be effective for you to help get your 2017 off to a good start. So first of all, my high recommendation is that you set clear goals. So if you're going to set a financial goal, you really want to be specific about what you're trying to do. So what I mean by that is you want them to be clear in terms of an amount, you want them to be clear in terms of a date that you're trying to do this by, and you want them to be clear in terms of what the actual activity is going to be. So, Kelsey, let's say somebody's goal was to build their emergency fund up to $10,000 this year. What would be a way that they could actually set that goal for a, a doable New Year's resolution to get started? I think
1: uh, one of the best ways to look at it is look at what do you have that you can set aside that's excess income now. That might still be too big, but what I encounter so frequently in my planning is people that get pretty consistent bonuses or... Or pretty consistent gifts from family members or any kind of those big lump sums that come in and considering those in your planning, too. So putting together some kind of, of strategy that includes regular savings because you have to have regular savings to be successful in um, saving for so emergency month money. Month. Mm-hmm. So month by month. But then also anticipating um what kind of uh, larger expenses or larger chunks of income might come in that you can allot some of that as well. Um, So that way you don't have to, to just organically grow all of it. And you know, This one makes me think of of training for a marathon. (laughs) I just watched my sister and my brother-in-law train for a marathon that they ran in Las Vegas for charity, and I'm so proud of them for doing that. But they didn't just get up one day, hop on a plane, fly to Vegas, and run a marathon. They trained four months doing lots of little activity every single day, every single week, every single month for almost a year to be able to run that marathon, which is a huge feat. And so the same things... you need to do the same things in your financial New Year's resolutions Is there's little things that you can do every day. There's little things you can do every week. There's little things you can do every month. And over the course of a long period of time, those all add up. So if it seems like it's a monumental task to save up three months of your uh, income or six months of your income for emergency money, it's not if you break it down into small steps. So setting your clear goals and setting a plan to reach those goals is is very, very important.
0: So let's talk about something that um, can seem like a marathon, which is whittling down your debt. So um, a lot of people's financial resolutions have to do with getting their debt paid down. That's a big one for a lot of listeners. And so um, the first step in getting your debt paid down is prioritizing it. Now, we have a program that we work with with clients that is helping them figure out the best way to pay down that debt. We call that a debt snowball, which is actually a Dave Ramsey term. Um, But the idea makes sense that if it starts with a little snowball and it rolls and rolls and rolls and becomes a giant avalanche to pay down that debt. And um, the, the key is that figuring out exactly what your debt is and then figuring out the best way to pay that off and prioritizing it is a great resolution to make. But it feels like a marathon. It's not a sprint because debt pay down takes a while.
1: And I think, uh, you know, reaching goals that seem like they're going to take a long time. What's important is to have uh, proper check-ins and have checkups on your goal to make sure that you see some progress. So um, I... M- you know, I'm a little crazy with my spreadsheets. Mary said this in the past, but I have one for myself that
0: spreadsheet junkie,
1: you know, every, every payment I make, I I check, I put that on my spreadsheet, every um, deposit I make into my savings account, I put that on my spreadsheet. So what I'm seeing is I'm seeing, you know, my mortgage go down and I'm seeing my retirement savings go up. And by seeing that it keeps me motivated and keeps me on the right track to, um, to reaching both of those goals of being completely debt free and ready for retirement.
0: Yeah. So here's, the thing. Motivation in New Year's resolutions is key. So let me tell you a little bit about motivation and and what I think is kind of interesting about this. So motivation goes to success rate and only 39% of people in their 20s achieve their resolutions each year. (laughs) And so if you're over 50, only 14% of people achieve their resolutions each year. (laughs) I don't know what that is. I thought that was a crazy statistic. I'm like, what, because we're getting older, we're less successful? Or maybe we just set less resolutions. I have no idea what that number means.
1: Who knows? But 85% of people who are setting resolutions are not achieving them over the age of 50.
0: Yeah, that's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot.
1: (laughs) That is a failing grade.
0: So here's the thing. If, If there's anything we can do to help you achieve your resolutions, we would love to be a part of that. So whether it's helping you set up your dot snowball or whether it's helping you get your ducks in a row for retirement or helping you make sure that your investments are managed in the most effective way possible, we would love to hear from you.
1: Well, and having a coach and having somebody hold you accountable um, does does improve your success rate. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have a few people that I, I work with on a fairly regular basis and they're like, I know you're not nagging me. You're just helping me get to my <laughs> goals. <laughs> and I, am glad that they realize that because, um, just having somebody that you have to report to at a certain, um, amount of time, um, even if it's, you know, you say, Hey, hold me accountable for this. My dad said the other day, I know I'm not going to want to, but when I get home, make me get on the treadmill. He said that to my mom and I just <laughs> laughed because he knows his motivation is going to be falling at the end of the day. And and your motivation, you know, come February, March, April for your, your financial goals might be starting to fail. So find somebody to hold you accountable and we would be happy to help you with that.
0: Yeah. All right. The third um, thing that I think would be a great resolution for people to make is to read a financial book. And here's why. If you want to learn how to cook, Most people go read a cookbook. If you want to learn how to manage your money, then a great source of being able to do that is to go read a financial book. So if if you have resolutions connected to someone, go somewhere or some topic, go educate yourself about that topic. Now, as it happens, we just happen to have a great book for you. (laughs) (laughs) So I wrote a book last summer. It's called Ready to Pull the Retirement Trigger, and it's about... Uh, retirement planning for people who are moving into that phase of life. And um, I'm really excited to be able to say that it actually has become an international bestseller on Amazon. So it hit the uh, bestseller status in six different countries, which is pretty amazing to think that people in Japan and Australia and Germany, that people are reading this book. I love that. That's very exciting. But if you want to read it as a special New Year's gift for our listeners, if you email us, or if you go on our website and request it, we will send you a free copy of Ready to Pull the Retirement Trigger. Normally, we only do that for the first number of callers that come in, but for anybody who's listening to this or listening to the replay of this, which you can find on iTunes, I don't know if a lot of you know that we have an iTunes channel, but we have a great iTunes channel called Money Guide with Mary Stirk, where you can listen to the replays of these. Anybody listening that references this show, we will send you a free copy of my book, Ready to Pull the Retirement Trigger. Hopefully get you off to a good start and help you with your new year's financial resolutions.
1: And I shockingly have read a lot of financial books in my day. <laughs> and <shocking>. this one <laughs> I love to learn about this kind of thing. But um, this one isn't one that you're going to have to hold your eyelids open for. It's actually a nice, easy read. I've uh, got a lot of great examples in it. And uh, most people find it easy to go through, but they learn a lot. So it's, it's a lot of great information in an easy-to-read way that's not Thanks, going Kelsey. to put you to sleep. So I really encourage you to take some time and read it.
0: All right, welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, And today we're talking about New Year's resolutions, primarily the financial ones.
1: Yeah, and 34% of resolutions are financial related. So 34% of you making resolutions, this is going to be valuable. We
0: are talking to you. (laughs) All right, so we talked about setting clear goals. We've talked about prioritizing your debt. We've talked about increasing your knowledge by reading a financial book. The next thing that I want to suggest that you consider doing for a great New Year's resolution connected to your finances is to begin using personal financial software. Now, I think that knowledge is power. And I think if I asked 10 people on the street how much they spent last year on books or how much they spent on movie tickets or something or on coffee at Starbucks, you know, I think nine out of 10 of them probably couldn't answer that. However, people who are using personal financial software do know where their money is going. So Microsoft Money or Quicken are two great personal financial software pieces that you can use that help you figure out where your money's actually being spent. Before you can save, you got to know what you're spending on, so it's a really good idea to start using that if you're trying to get a handle on your money.
1: Absolutely, and and when you're talking, you know, a couple hundred dollars would make a big difference here, there, wherever. And how am I going to find a couple hundred dollars in my my budget? I don't I don't have a couple hundred dollars to just womp down on some debt or put into savings or whatever. Um, when you start looking at the annual costs of habits or annual costs of activities that you do on a regular basis, you'd be sure at what that com- um, comes up to you I-, I know a few people I mean I myself I love to get a Diet Coke fountain pop Casey's McDonald's <laughs> I don't care it's all good but when you put in um, when you're putting away a. You know, Dollar, dollar, fifty-two dollars, depending on the place, on an almost daily basis. That adds up pretty darn quick. I think I quantified it, and it's like a seven hundred dollar uh, daily habit that I have. So, um, <laughs> who would have thought Diet Coke, seven hundred dollars? I got to put that in my budget. But but the, fa- does, the Coke, but the think yeah, twice. It does. But yeah. But if you don't know, and you don't ever stop and look at what am I spending, how regularly am I spending it? You're you're gonna
0: have money you could be putting somewhere else that you'd maybe be willing to do that um, if you just simply had that knowledge. Right, absolutely. So think about that. Think about using that personal financial software to get a handle on where your money's going. All right, the next New Year's resolution that I think that we should talk about is boosting your credit score. So for a lot of people who may have gotten into some debt trouble in the past, you may have a credit score that is not quite as high as you'd like it to be. And so boosting your credit score has some really specific good steps that you can do. In fact, we've done a past show all about that. So um, if you want to go back and listen to previous episodes, you can find them on our website at StirkFinancialServices.com. But we have an entire show about boosting your credit score, and that is a really good New Year's resolution to make.
1: And even if your credit score is in a good place, but you're not regularly regularly monitoring your credit, please make that one of your resolutions for this year because I'm um Identity theft and Mm -hmm. um, people taking advantage of your information and your good credit and making it go bad because they are dishonest people. It is a rising trend. It's very scary. I don't want to scare you right before the end of the year, but it is a real thing. And so please add monitoring your credit once a year at least to your (laughs) resolutions if you don't already do that.
0: All right, the next thing that could be a great New Year's resolution for you to make is to have a portfolio checkup. So if you're a do-it-yourselfer or if you haven't had real regular contact with your advisor or if you just want to check and see how things are going, a great New Year's resolution to make is to have a portfolio checkup done. And, and here's the things that you want to be looking for in that. You want to be looking for something called SKU. Skew means that at once upon a time, your portfolios were probably set up well, but over time, if you're not managing them or you're not rebalancing them, they can get skewed. And if you end up having too much money in one particular category, or also called an asset class, then that skew can affect you when markets turn. And so you're adding unnecessary risk when you have skew in your portfolio. Another thing that a portfolio checkup is going to do is it's going to address performance issues. So if you're not regularly monitoring how your accounts are doing, you aren't really going to know whether or not they're above average or below average. And that's one thing that we really focus on at Stark Financial is that every quarter we're looking at every client and every holding and we're monitoring them to see if their performance is in fact above average or below average compared to their peer group. So if you're not looking at that on a regular basis, make that a New Year's resolution to get it looked at and to make sure that your, your holdings have strong performance and that your SKU is not causing undue risk in your portfolio.
1: Yeah. And, you know, life's happening. I get it. And we're all busy and we're working our jobs, taking care of kids, taking care of parents, living life, enjoying Mm -hmm. it and all of that. And before you know it, a whole year has gone by and you're like, I was going to do that last year (laughs) (laughs) and I did it. So, um, having a portfolio checkup is a really good thing because we're so often just have our heads down just going hard just putting money away for retirement or savings or taking care of things Um, but we don't you know lift our heads up and really look around at what is going on and what you've built and there's a few tweaks that could be made if you're if you are off on skew or have some performance issues some very small tweaks can have a very large impact on your performance even if it's just a 1% or 2% skew in some areas um, depending on what goes on in the markets in those next years, you could see a big variance from where you could Absolutely. have been had that been um, corrected at the right time.
0: So here's the thing that I think most people procrastinate on more than anything. So final resolution for people to consider doing is to get their estate planning documents done. Protecting your estate through having a will, a financial power of attorney, and a healthcare power of attorney. Put it on your calendar be one of the people who meets their New Year's resolutions by getting this done. It's so important to protect your estate. You need to decide where your money and your assets is going to go. And if you don't have your legal documents in a row, the state you live in is going to decide that. And I don't know about you, Kelsey, but I'm pretty sure I don't want the state of South Dakota deciding anything for my estate.
1: (laughs) I just like to have more say. I don't want to leave anything up for uh, debate or question.
0: Absolutely. And
1: I, you know, whether you're young, whether you're older, whether you're somewhere in between, you need to have this done. I've, I've seen families pulled apart because this wasn't in writing and you think you know your kids maybe have a great relationship and they might but as soon as somebody does something that the other the other part of the family doesn't think is is necessarily good or or fair or whatever I mean divisions and lines get drawn and I don't want to see that happen to families in a simple um, act of getting the will and financial power and healthcare power of attorneys in place can eliminate the potential for that drastically
0: So if you're wondering what kind of things you need to do to protect your estate or if you're wondering what to do to get yourself ready for retirement, let me invite you to our Retirement Readiness Seminar that's coming up on January the 12th. If you're within 10 years of retirement, this is the right seminar for you to be coming to, and we encourage our listeners to register online at sterkfinancialservices.com, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to help you keep those resolutions. Um, So fun fact and statistic, 75% of New Year's resolutions are maintained through the first week.
1: (laughs) Fantastic. We can hold for seven days.
0: 71% (laughs) are for the first two weeks. So, you know, breaking news, our seminar is being held within the first two weeks. So if your New Year's resolution is to attend Mary Sturk's seminar, then you're going to be one of the people that uh, fulfill your New Year's resolution within the first two weeks. Good for you.
1: You're going to be on the better end of that statistic.
0: (laughs) So now only 46% of people hold their New Year's resolutions past six months. So it's really important to take action now. And we've talked about some great things to think about. Setting clear goals, prioritizing your debt, reading financial books, boosting your credit score, Using financial personal financial software, having a portfolio checkup, and then protecting your estate. So good luck with your financial resolutions. We wish you the best of luck in twenty or two thousand and seventeen, uh, and happy new year to all of our listeners yes, out there. Yes, very happy new year. Thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk.